Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. My hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who God called us to be. You can expect to hear me talk about things like Jesus, how ghetto adulting is, finances, dating, therapy, and honestly, everything in between. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. Let's get into today's episode. Hey y'all, welcome to this week's episode of the Shine Bright Podcast and the season three finale. I am your host, Brianna Christelle, your sick host. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for listening. This is the last episode of this season, so go back and listen to the rest. We will be back. Um, if you have been rocking with me for all of season three, all of season two, shout out to you, man. Like I really appreciate you guys. I get messages all the time of um, people saying that they listen and that they really appreciate the content that I put out. And I really appreciate it. Like I have said many, many times, my love language is words of affirmation. And I feel like with podcasts, like I used to have a YouTube channel. And so it was very easy to get direct feedback because people would leave comments and stuff under YouTube videos. But with podcasts, like there's not that same two-way um, communication with uh, people that listen and tune into my content. So when you guys do send me messages and leave reviews on the podcast or rate it, I really, really appreciate it. So shout out to you guys. <clears throat> um, I'm just going to say right now, like I sound super nasally. I am sick. Thankfully, it is not COVID. I tried to wait to the last minute possible to record this podcast in hopes that I would sound better and feel better. I do sound and feel better, but I still sound sick. So y'all just gonna have to bear with me um, as we push through this episode, but really excited for this week's episode to answer some of my listener questions that you guys sent in. Um, But before that, of course, we have to do our heart check. How is your heart, sis? How is my heart? So for those that are new around here, my favorite question to start off with is how is your heart? Because I think that it's just a really important question to one, answer for yourself, but also I think it's helpful to hear how other people are doing um, because I think in a year of so much isolation, sometimes it's good to be like, oh, how is this person doing? And maybe you hear some similarities or, um, you know, just it's just a moment to check in with myself. So I answer the question and then I invite you to answer it as well. How is my heart? <clears throat> my heart is good. Um, I went to Jamaica uh, last week, two weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago, I think, uh, to celebrate one of my friend's birthday. My friend Kim, she's been on the podcast, a friend of the pod. Shout out to KP Sparks. She was on um, the online dating episode, um, Finding Bay on Bumble. Highly recommend going back to listen to that episode if you haven't. But we went to Jamaica for her birthday. We stayed in a beautiful resort. Oh my goodness, we had an amazing time. We went rafting. Um, we went um, horseback riding in the water. It was such a beautiful time. It was my first time in Jamaica. I've been to you know many different Caribbean islands. I love the Caribbean, but there was something about Jamaica, like the people there. I mean, it just felt like family instantly. Like I've been some places where you feel like an outsider, right? Like you feel like somebody visiting, but like I felt so embraced by everyone, like the hotel that we stayed at, um, 
everyone, like, it felt like they genuinely enjoyed their job. You know, sometimes you go places and you're like, okay, I feel like I'm asking for too much. Or these people are just kind of like the person is maybe like, okay, whatever, like get out of my face. Did not feel like that with anybody that I interacted with. I had one negative interaction with a our driver for one of our one of our excursions and I had to gather him all the way together for sure y'all already know um but other than that it was an amazing time it was my first time traveling with Kim so that was an experience of just learning a new person this is my first time traveling with you know somebody well first time traveling in a really long time obviously because of COVID um but she is so funny and we just had a really a really good time um so my heart is just super full um from that trip, I feel like me and God, like I actually got stuck there because of Hurricane Elsa and my flight got canceled and I had to spend another night in Jamaica, which wasn't the worst thing. I mean, I really, I did want to get home back to Lincoln, but it wasn't the worst thing. Um, Speaking of Lincoln, that is him shaking in the background if you heard that. Um, But I feel like me and God just had a moment and I've been so busy that I feel like I haven't really had that many quiet moments with him, but It was raining in Jamaica. There was nothing I can do but sit in my room and talk to God and journal. And it was a really um, beautiful time. So that is how my heart is doing. Aside from the sickness, like I said, thankfully, it is not COVID. It is some sinus infection that is going around. It has had your girl completely knocked down um, for like five days, which is really abnormal for me when I get sick. Like usually I get a cold and it's like one, two days and I'm back up, but it's, it's been a fight with this one. Um, and my doctor said it's because we haven't been sick in over a year and a half. So our body's kind of like, Whoa, what's going on? So anyways, that's how my heart is doing. (laughs) Recovering from a cold and still basking in a beautiful trip to Jamaica. Um, but also your girl's tired. Like, I have loved doing season three, but I'm so excited to take a break and not have to think about creating content for this podcast and kind of focus on some other things in this season. So yeah, that is how my heart is doing. But now it's time for you to check in. Uh, How is your heart? We are officially halfway through, over halfway through 2021, which seems so crazy. Like last year felt like it dragged its feet and this year feels like it's going by so quickly in the blink of an eye. Um, So maybe it's time for you to check in on your goals for this year, Um, maybe set some goals. I literally just sat down and did my goal setting uh, Sunday (laughs) and we're seven months. Oh, well, it was my goals for July. So I'm like, you know, 12, 13 days behind. But anyways, how is your heart doing, sis? Time to check in. And that was Lincoln coughing. That's gross. All right, let's get right into this week's episode. So like I said, we were going to do a question and answer. I'm basically going to answer some questions that you guys sent in. I've never done a QA and a with you guys um, here before. I do them on my Instagram all the time. If you don't follow me, follow me at Brianna Castell and follow the podcast at Shine Bright Podcast. Um, But yeah, you guys sent in some questions and so I'm excited to answer them. Question number one, someone said, how do you go about making new friends as an adult in a non-creepy way? First and foremost, let me just say making friends as an adult is not easy. A couple of ways that I've made friends as an adult. One, 
joining some sort of club or already preformed group. So uh, for me, that was at church, going to small groups and making friends there, um, picking one or two people and being like, okay, I like you, please be my friend. You have to shoot your shot a little bit. Social media, like I mentioned, um, I went to Jamaica with my friend Kim. Her and I got connected through social media and now we homegirls. Um, So if you see somebody on social media that you follow that you're like, wow, I really like this person. And, you know, you guys interact, like obviously, you know, don't go shooting your shot at like somebody that like black China where it's like, okay, we ain't never going to be friends. You know what I mean? But if you see somebody like, oh, she lives in my city. She's super cool. She's super dope. Let me shoot my shot. Don't be afraid to do that. Go smack in their DMs. I think that's how they say it in the DMV. Kim says it all the time. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and say like, hey girl, like would love to go to brunch. Like sometimes you have to pursue a person and understanding that like as an adult, like there's this one girl who I follow on Instagram and she lives in New York. I live in Jersey and I think she is so dope and I really want to hang out with her, but her schedule has just been so crazy. And so I, you know, will say like, hey, would love to hang out. And we're like, you know, planning it but it's been a little bit hard so just know that as an adult it might be a little bit hard to like coordinate with somebody's schedule but I keep shooting my shot because I'm like I want to be your friend (laughs) so um I don't know if that's a non-creepy way it might be creepy but you know try not to do it in a creepy way um but yeah I would say joining pre-formed groups already and not being afraid to put yourself out there on social media and also the gym too like I've made friends at the gym if you're a type of social person that will like talk to people I personally go well pre-pandemic I would go to gyms that had classes so it's like you know a smaller setting and I made a friend when I lived in Indiana who went to the gym with me and we would hang out and go to brunch and things like that so that's my advice for that um and I hope that's helpful I know it's hard in these streets but that is my advice (laughs) Um, another question around friendship is what tips do you have for maintaining adult friendships after college when it can be so hard? Yes, it can be hard. Um, but one thing recently that I've been doing with my friends that has really helped us stay connected because, you know, we're also busy. People are just in different stages of their lives. I have friends that are married with kids and it's just so much, um, running around and sometimes it's hard to get on people's calendars. Like I said, But finding a common show or some sort of form of entertainment to enjoy. So me and multiple of my friends watch Married at First Sight. And so that gives us something to talk about literally every week because we're talking about whatever episode, whatever happened in the episode that week. So that has been a way that I have found to like stay somewhat connected with my friends who I don't get to talk to as often. Um, because listen, we all consume some sort of media. Um, and another one of my friends we have, well, kind of had, it's been a little put on pause if she's listening to this, don't be salty tea. (laughs) Um, but we were listening to podcast together and we started listening to a true crime podcast called counter clock. And she has a type of job where she can kind of sit and listen and consume content. And so I do too. Um, and we would, listen and then we would talk about the episode and then keep listening and because it was true crime there was so much that unfolded and it was a great way for us to just bond and have something to talk about because sometimes as friends it's like you know it might just be the mundane life that's going on it's like okay I might not have anything deep to talk to you about right now but we can talk about this podcast or we can talk about what happened in Married at First Sight so 
I definitely recommend maybe finding some sort of common media um, that you guys both consume and that you guys watch. And yeah, that's really helped me um, in my friendships, especially during the pandemic. Question number five is, what was your favorite episode from season three? So my favorite episode from this season was, well, let me say this. I genuinely enjoy recording this podcast, so I have thoroughly enjoyed all of this season. Um, but my favorite episode, I would say, was episode 32, How Do I Want to Define My 20s? I feel like it was a great, like that was the top of the year. I think I dropped that in February. And I just had this self-reflective moment of like, Brie, we got three years left in our 20s. What do we want to do to define them? How do we want to look back on them? And I think I told you guys, like, I feel like I was I ve- was very responsible in my early 20s, um, which is a good thing. You know, I don't regret it. I chased my career. That was really important to me. Um, but now having fun and prioritizing new experiences and, um, yeah, just letting – being free a bit is what I'm prioritizing in my later 20s. And that has been – that revelation has changed how I've done a lot. Like I talked to you guys about dating and my new approach to that and my revelations around that and just having fun. And I've been having a lot of fun and I am grateful that I had that epiphany um, so that I can mold the next two, it's like two and two years and two months into um, what I want them to be. So when I look back on my 20s, I can say those were amazing times, even though they were ghetto and dating is ghetto and, you know, they were stressful. I want to look back and be like, you know what, Brie, like we really enjoyed that time. So I would say that was my favorite episode. A close second would be um, the ones around, uh, sexiness. So episode 35, sexiness beyond the bedroom. And even in singleness with my friend Sabine, I get a lot of people that still talk to me about that episode and just being Christian woman and embracing sexiness and knowing that that's not a bad thing. Um, that was also a really favorite episode of mine. Next question is biggest lesson you've learned this year. Um, for me, I will say it has been, sharing my feelings no matter how hard like I am a type of person when I feel a way about something and I've talked about this before but I often will internalize it and I silently demote the person oftentimes instead of talking about the thing because sometimes I feel like well I don't want them to be blindsided about how I feel or um, what if they don't agree, or I don't want to get into an argument. Like, I don't even know what it is because I'm not a conflict-averse person. Like, I lean into conflict. So it's not even that. I think I'm still unpacking what it is, but I don't always share those things, the things that make me not want to be somebody's friend anymore, the things that make me, like, feel away. I don't always share them. And this year, I've had a lot of practice with sharing how I feel, sharing when somebody has hurt my feelings, when somebody has hurt me, when I am sad, being vulnerable, telling my friends when I'm not okay. It's not something that I'm good at. Um, I'm, you know, usually the quote unquote strong friend, which I have come to hate that term because we should all lean on our loved ones um, and trust that they are there and God has placed them in our lives to um, help us and be able to pray for us when we can't pray for ourselves. So that has been something that I've actively been practicing. Um, and it hasn't been easy. Shout out to my therapist for helping me, um, work through that. But I would say that's been one of the biggest things I've been putting into place this year. Also boundaries, setting them and enforcing them 
holding space for myself, um, those things have not been easy, but putting those things into practice has been um, a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, Sarcasm. (laughs) But um, yeah, I would say that's been one of the biggest things that I've learned and been putting into practice this year. And it is, it's so hard. It's definitely really, really hard work, but um, it's grown up work, right? And that's what we're here to do. Okay. (laughs) Question number eight, (laughs) describe your ideal man. Um, child at this point as long as he has all of his teeth and he finished 11th grade um, I'll take him (laughs) no I'm just kidding Um, that's a really great question Um, I used to have a very strict list of the type of guy that I wanted to date type of guy that I wanted to be with um, and I threw all that out the window after I got that kind of guy and I was like what the heck I don't want this at all clearly I don't know what I need for my life so I don't have a list, but what I will say is the type of man that I want to be with is somebody who sees me, who allows me to be fully seen, um, even the parts of myself that I try to hide, the parts of myself that I feel like are unlovable, um, that are too hard to love, um, too bad to love. Like I want somebody that sees me um, and makes me feel easy to love. Um, I want somebody who feels like my favorite person. Uh, I think I told you guys my friend Nicole got married um, a couple of weeks ago. And Nicole is one of my best friends. And we are super close. And she, there, I told her the one of the most beautiful moments of her wedding to me, also a very sad moment, was when songs came on at her wedding that like were her and I songs. Um, her and mine. Mine and hers. Anyways, they were our songs. Um, you know, the songs that we love that we would, you know, turn up to, had a good time to. And I saw her, like, I would be running to the dance floor to run to her and she would be running to her husband. And it was like, wow, like, that's really her favorite person. That's really her best friend that she runs to him when her favorite songs come on. And again, it was like, you know, a little bit sad for me because I'm like, who am I going to run to when our songs come on? (laughs) But it was like, it was so beautiful. And I was like, wow, God, like, I want that. I want a man who can cover me in prayer, who is not intimidated by me, who allows me to be soft and be gentle um, when as as women, um, as black women, I think, you know, you go out and you put on a face in this world of being strong and sometimes you can come off as a little bit callous and a little bit rough. Um, but I want somebody who allows me to be soft. Um, I also would prefer for him to be over six feet, for him to be uh, a chocolate, chocolate man. Um, I would love for him to be from the South. I just have a thing for Southerners. I don't know. Um, so yeah, some sort of tie to the South would be wonderful. I want him to be a man of integrity, obviously to love Jesus. Um, I want him to be a, somebody who's funny. Like I say this all the time, but I refuse to live the rest of my life fake smiling and fake laughing. Like, no, I need you to be like really a funny person that I enjoy being with and being around. I love being with Brianna. I think 2020 made that a little bit, um, maybe not so much where I was like, okay, I've had enough of me. Um, but I want somebody who feels better than my solitude, if that makes sense. I'm cracking up at this next question. Somebody asked me, what kind of dog should a single woman get? Is Lincoln a good dog? (laughs) 
first of all, uh, no, Lincoln is not a good dog. Just kidding. Um, Lincoln is a wonderful companion, but this boy is a whole teenager. He has an attitude. When I left for Jamaica, I left him with a sitter. He got a horrible report. This boy tore up his cage. He pooped on her bed. Like he did so much all because he missed me. This was the longest I've been away from him in over a year and a half because I didn't travel for COVID during COVID. Um, so listen, I don't, your question is what kind of dog should a single woman get? Do not get a dog. Enjoy your singleness. A dog is a whole responsibility and granted they are wonderful. They are great companions, but they are a lot. I've said this before. I have an episode on, I love my dog, but I do not recommend getting one. Go back and listen to that. I do not recommend it. Like if I would have known how much responsibility a dog was, I would not have gotten one. I do not regret Lincoln, but if I could go back with the knowledge that I have, I might not be a dog owner. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? So, but Lincoln is a Morky, a Maltese Yorkie. It is, he is a fabulous breed. I've had other dogs. Lincoln is by far the best dog. So if you are going to not listen to me when I say don't get a dog, then I do recommend getting a Morky. Number nine is what are your biggest pet peeves? Um, my biggest pet peeve is sneezing. I hate when people sneeze, like an open mouth sneeze, like a ah chew. Oh my God, no, no, no. Biggest pet peeve. And this has been a pet peeve even before COVID. It's a germ thing. It's, oh, and I, I get that sneezing is like a natural thing, but when people sneeze with their mouth open and you hear the chew and all of the germs, oh, it, oh my gosh. Like my own personal hell is when people sneeze on airplanes. I literally feel like my throat is closing. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. All those germs are just circulate, circulating in this air now. And I don't even consider myself like a big germaphobe, but there's something about sneezing. Like maybe I can't do it. It's, yeah, it's a big pet peeve. Um, I also really don't like when people move or touch my things or take them without asking. I am the youngest child. I'm the only girl. And so I never really had to like share my things growing up. They were always just there. Um, and so when I was in college and I had roommates and people would like touch my things without asking, like I don't mind sharing my things, but if you just take it without asking me, it really, really bothers me. Um, so I had to have that conversation with several friends because it was like, uh, I don't mind sharing, but you will ask. Um, I also really don't like being ignored. Like the silent treatment is actually, it's not even a pet peeve. It's actually a trigger for me. Like if you're upset about something or you feel a type of way about something, use your words. But if you just ignore me, that drives me crazy. It has led to ended friendships. Like I don't, do not ignore me. Um, and then also I, apparently I think this is just a me thing, but because I noticed like a lot of my friends don't do this, especially when they come over to visit. So whenever I use the bathroom, I put the lid of the toilet seat down. So not I, like, I know a lot of women complain about like men who lift up the the seat that you actually sit on and they don't put that down but I'm talking about like the top of the toilet seat I put that down 
And a lot of people I've noticed don't do that. And I think I put that down because I have a fear of something falling in the toilet. So I'm like, if the lid is down, nothing will fall in. So like when my friends and stuff come visit and the toilet lid is not down, I'm like, oh, put the lid down. <laughs> um, so that's a pet peeve. Um, also, clearly I have a lot of pet peeves. Um, also, you know, when you're in the shower and when you have a bathtub, you have to pull that little thingy for the water to go from the tub uh, spout to the uh, shower head. When I get out of the shower, I put that down like every single time to let the water out because that's my process. You turn on the water, you feel the temperature out first in the tub water, and then you pull the little thingy and then the water comes out the top. I hate when somebody does not put that down and then I go to turn on the water and it comes out from the shower head. Like, no, that is not my process. And it's so funny because I think about that, um, you know, just like potentially living with somebody one day, having a husband. I'm like, oh no, these are things that we have to talk about um, from jump because I do not like that. Um, I also, every night before I go to bed, I have to clean off my couch because that is a space where I do like all of my like work and all of my things. So a lot of times my couch is like a mess during the day. I have a blanket on there. My pillows are all over the place, but like I have to like organize my couch and it has to be neat before I go to bed. Um, I could keep going on. I have a lot of bed peeves, <laughs> but um, those are some, oh, I also really, this is the last one. It's not even a pet peeve. It's just something I really don't like. I hate being waking up from a, a good nap or sleep. Like don't wake me up and I think it's because my family, they call me Sleeping Beauty. And so they think it's funny sometimes to like wake me up or send my little cousins in to wake me up. And I'd be like, no, no, I take my sleep very seriously. Everybody get out. So I get very upset when I am waking up in an unpleasant way. And honestly, being woken up in general, unless it is with a Louis Vuitton bag or bacon is unpleasant. Okay. Question number 10 is, now that outside is back open, what are some places on your list that you want to hit? Another great question. Um, I really want to do a spa getaway in Arizona. Um, there's also some cool canyons out there that I want to see um, out there. So that is on my list. Also, pre-COVID, I had a eight day solo trip in Europe planned where I was going to go to Spain. Um, where else? I was going to go to Spain, Paris, and the UK. And I think I was going to go to Italy as well. Um, and yeah, I was going to go to London. None of that happened. And yeah, I got canceled. I was going to go for Valentine's Day. I had a photographer set up. Like I was going to do the Eiffel Tower. I was going to do a photo shoot there. And um, that didn't happen. So I would love to do that. Um, that's probably not going to be a trip until 2022, but that is something that I would like to do. I also really want to do Dubai. That is still on my list. I would love to make that happen this year. I don't know if that will happen this year because I have some other financial goals, but um, would love to do Dubai and also Kenya. I had another trip last year planned to Kenya. Um, I am obsessed with giraffes and they have a giraffe hotel in Kenya where you can literally like giraffes come up to your window. You can feed them. That is a dream of mine. And I had plans to go and stay there and that did not happen. 
And then lastly, so basically all the places I want to hit are the places that I did not get to hit last year that I had plans to. In Iceland, um, this travel company that I follow does a, a black uh, young professional trip to Iceland twice a year. And I really, really, really want to go. So those are the biggest places. I don't know if I'll hit any of them this year. Jamaica was, you know, me dipping my baby toe back into the traveling pool. But yeah, those are some of the big places that I would like to hit. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any anywhere else. I also randomly really want to go to Utah. I don't know why. Uh, maybe because I follow this girl that does nails out there and she does a really, really good job. And I'm like, maybe I could just take a flight to Utah and have her do my nails and come back. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are some of the places that I would like to travel hopefully soon. Last question is, where do you see yourself five years from now? I debated on whether or not I was going to answer this question because I have a love-hate relationship with these kind of questions because I feel like sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to be a certain place by a certain time. Um, But in five years, I will be 32 going on 33. And I would love to be a full-time entrepreneur. Like I am getting ready to um, kick off some things with um, my confidence coaching program. Stay tuned for that. Um, It'll be a few more months, but Um, I would love to be in a space where I'm just living and operating in the gifts that God gave me daily um, and figuring out how to make a full-time, full-time living, a living full-time doing, doing those things. I would love to be podcasting. I would love to be traveling on a more consistent basis. Um, And yeah, just feeling like I'm showing up every day and using all the gifts that God gave me. Um, yeah, I mean, 30, 33, I don't even know, like I haven't even, I haven't even started thinking about my thirties, um, because I'm so focused on like finishing my twenties. Well, I would love to have investment property. Um, your girl would love to just, be in a position to give to others without blinking, without batting an eye, um, and just being free um, to move about in this world. Like if I want to pick, pack up and move somewhere, move to another country for a month, that I can do that. Like I, I would love to be financially independent um, and have figured out a way to um, bring in money to sustain my life, but doing something that I love. So I don't know if that's super specific, but that's where I would love to be by that time. Um, And if I'm honest, like I would love to be married by that time, but I, you know, open hand, right? Like whatever God has planned for me, I, it would not be ideal to still be single in five years. And Lord Jesus, I pray (laughs) that that is not what you have for me. Um, But if it is, I pray that you know, even at that point, I'm still content in my singleness. Well, now let's hope that that's not the case, that there is not singleness. Um, But yeah, that's just me being real, real honest with you guys. All right, y'all, that is officially a wrap for season three. Again, I just want to thank you guys for showing up and showing out this season. 
I've had some of the highest numbers for this season's podcast um, that I've had. So I just really appreciate you guys for tuning in, for sharing with your friends, uh, for sending me messages, giving me great feedback, giving me ideas, sending in your questions like, Y'all are the bomb. Also for rating the podcast. Like I said, I read every single rate and I so, so, so appreciate them. They help more people find the podcast. So thank you all. Um, I will say I don't know when season four is going to be. I am really trying to get this confidence coaching program off the ground. And as much as I love doing this podcast, it does take time to think of the content, to edit, to do all of this stuff. And so I'm going to be taking a much needed break to focus on launching that program. Um, I won't stay away too long, but I don't want to tell you guys when I'm going to come back and then not keep that promise. So to be determined on when season four will be back, but I do love doing this podcast, so I do fully intend on coming back. Make sure you're following my personal Instagram at Brianna Castell, as well as the podcast Instagram Shine Bright Podcast, because that is when you will get the news of when we were coming back, when we will be coming back first. But thank you guys so much for tuning in for making season three super amazing. I hope until the next time you hear me over the podcast mic that you find reasons to shine bright on purpose. Until next time. Bye, guys.